0: What is up, world? We are back, but most importantly, you are back because without you, I am nothing because there is no I in team. Uh, Thank you for coming back so much. Today on the podcast, we have Maya Morton. Now, Maya is a director, producer, writer, actor, cinematographer, an all-around talented person. She's currently an MFA student at the Savannah College of Art and Design, and her most recent project was the school's pilot, What Remains of Emily?, uh, I had the pleasure of working on that pilot I was in the rear with the gear but it was still fun And uh, I've seen some of the, the Some of the some of the trailers and stuff And I haven't seen the full episode but man That thing looks If I didn't tell you it was from a film school You would assume it was on NBC man um, She's a very interesting girl She's traveled the world And what I love about her is she's super duper chill And I think you guys are going to like her So without further ado Let's get to it
1: Are you ready But
0: don't wait too long. Podcast before?
2: I've done, I almost did one. Mm-hmm. Almost like had a podcast with some other people and mm-hmm. then that didn't work out. And then did one like a couple weeks ago, but it was over like a video. Okay, today. so
0: you haven't done one like in person before. No. Yeah. Are you nervous?
2: No, I think I'm all right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, starting a podcast is kind of, uh, it's kind of hard. Mm. So before this, when I was back in Kansas, I had a podcast that I wanted to start with my friend, right? Mm-hmm. And we were just going to talk about bro shit, like sports and stuff. And um, we got this guy to help us. And the thing about it is, like, it made me... It was kind of like an icebreaker before I got in the scat about how, like, productions work in that everyone has to be moving in the same direction in order for it to work, right? Mm. So the dude we got... Um, he had a kid. He drove a Prius, so two strikes against him right there for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and he listened to NPR, so three. <laughs> and then like he was, he was kind of sketchy. We'd ask to meet, he wouldn't meet. We'd record, then it wouldn't get edited, and it's kind of like Ugh, it's dead. Mm-hmm. And then by then, I'd kind of accepted my fate. Like I'm moving, and I'll just do a podcast in Atlanta. So that's how that goes. Yeah. Okay. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so you have been. Incredibly busy since you know since you graduated, right?
2: Ten, no, well, I haven't well, even
0: before. What you haven't?
2: No. So what happened with that is, I applied to graduate summer twenty twenty. Okay, is what was supposed to happen. Okay. I was gonna. The only class i was gonna have to do was professional development over the summer okay and i was supposed to do my thesis in the spring
0: yeah i was thinking the other day i didn't remember you doing a thesis i did not but once again you do a lot so i'm like ah fuck it, you <laughs> <got> it. <laughs>
2: so covet hit mm-hmm. and they told us we were not allowed to do our thesis until mm. covet decided to not okay um um which made me ineligible to graduate of course because that makes sense that suck but they and they sent me the email saying, "Hey, you don't qualify to graduate." And I was like, "All right, cool, yeah, I know." And then they <laughs> continued to put my name on the graduation thing, and I didn't know until days after oh my graduation. God.
0: So did it run during the SCAD graduation? I think it did. Oh my god! Yeah,
2: because like I think someone messaged me and was like, "Hey, congrats on graduating!" And I was like, "I thought you graduated." And if you look back on that little um, that little website they made for SCAD, mm-hmm. my name is on there, and oh, I was so- like, "Wow." The disrespect. (laughs) And so I emailed them and was like, hey, do I actually get to graduate when it's time for me to graduate?
0: Oh, my God. So you're still deep in the murky waters.
2: Yeah. For Mm. this one thesis, 790.
0: Oh, my God. So how do you feel about going forward with the thesis now with the whole COVID shit?
2: Well, as you've seen, I'm still on set. So that's not necessarily an issue in my – the thesis I had – is um, there's only like five characters? It's all in one location. Mm-hmm. My location is a high school. So there's that. So <laughs> it all takes place in a high school bathroom. So anything technically, what? yeah, technically. This it sounds like a. It sounds weird. So yeah, you don't even know about it. It's a. Um...
0: I don't think I want to. <laughs> no,
2: it's like Bunch super of high school kids in a bathroom. No, it's it's like one girl. Um, she. Uh, it's about this teenage girl. She's like, 15, 16. and mm-hmm. she's, uh, she is nervous about asking her crush your prom. It's oh, super simple. Like, okay. it's super, super simple concept. Um, mm-hmm. And just all the things that can go wrong in, in high school in, you know, the span of 15 <laughs> minutes, I guess. But I'd, all the high schools are shut down. Rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to... Are they?
0: Well... They... Here's the thing. I, I don't know what schools are open and what schools aren't. Because yeah. you have those certain schools that are just like, fuck it, whoever gets it gets it exactly, shut yeah. down. And then you have the other ones who are like, we're kind of on the fence. mm mm-hmm. So it's kind of, and then like asking to like, hey, when you aren't open, can meet and a bunch of strangers come exactly. in exactly, and we promise not to leave any COVID. Right. <laughs> so like
2: the school, I I was at, the school I was gonna uh, film at. They were gonna let me film there for free.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah, for for completely for free. For free. Um, they didn't care how long I took, how many people were there. They they didn't care.
1: Mhm.
2: Now their building's only open to faculty. Is the
0: issue? Oh my god.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, so now technically unofficially for SCAD, we're able to not do our thesis, unofficially, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't say that, but oh well, but, um, yeah. That's, uh, but there's more hoops you have to jump through yeah. in order to do that, but it, it
0: seems like this is a, this is an extremely like gray time, right? Yeah, it's awful. So <laughs> like, like even being on set, does that feel weird? Because like a part of like, even like, so just going out and doing things feels weird, right? Cause you, yeah. the COVID feels like this boogeyman that could get you. Yeah. Right.
2: So so you have that and then you have the people that don't believe it's real or you have the people that are kinda indifferent. Yeah. And so, you know, most of the sets they'll they'll either have like, you know, the COVID <laughs> compliance, they'll take your temperature and hope for the best type of thing. And everyone's just like, Well
0: I had to <laughs> I had to do that. I had to do I had to be a Covens compliant PA once. Mm. It, I I now know what it feels like to be a fucking vice principal at a school <laughs> dance. Yeah, like the whole time it's just like, hey, give make some space for the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Put yeah, your yeah. mask on. Yep. And I realized like, for the most part, the, the majority of the crew would be like, okay. The only people we have problems is usually like, uh, the old guys, um, the hot girls, and the people with egos. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, outside of that, like everyone's just like, hey, do your thing. But it, it's it's. <sighs> It's so frustrating too, right mm. because it kind of feels like you're losing a year, right? definitely because yeah. like especially for you, you are building up like a ton of momentum coming Trying into this to, yeah. year like you you're have you've been having a pretty strong Scad career. <laughs> I mean <laughs> if you won't admit to it, I will <laughs> well, <thank you. laughs> so when you when you you're from Atlanta, right correct yeah you were born and raised here.
2: Um I was born. In Georgia, raised overseas.
0: Ooh. Yeah. What do you mean overseas?
2: In Kuwait.
0: Wait. So is Middle your, East. Are yeah. your parents in the middle uh, in the military?
2: Uh, they work for a company that work that is contracted by the U.S. government
0: cool is like the cia gonna show up in my house for you saying that no like,
2: def- that's my <laughs> i know idea. that's always how it sounds like oh <laughs> the way you
0: said one of my boys called me the other day because he just he's a, a contractor for nasa now and he's oh. working on like one of the missiles that's gonna go to the moon good
1: for him and yeah.
0: i was like i don't know if you should be divulging that like i don't want yeah. the government at my like, well, like, mr pridget not only do we need tax money from you but you know secrets like damn it <laughs> right so how long did you sp- so how long did you spend in kuwait seven years whoa yeah what was that like
2: I mean, it was chill. It was, um, I moved out there so young to where I didn't necessarily realize what was happening. Yeah, you're just like, this is fun. I like it here. (laughs) Like, I I think I was like eight when we moved over there um, and was living in a desert. Didn't know until a year later. (laughs) You know, like, hey, there's no trees here. (laughs) Are we in a desert? (laughs) So so
0: technically, since you were born in Kuwait.
2: Well, I was born in Georgia. Okay,
0: so you were born in Georgia Mm -hmm. and you guys moved to Kuwait. Correct, yep, yep so you you've been a lot of places around the world too yeah What's the most fun place you've been? Well one of the most interesting places you've been
2: So last year I went not last year the, the year before last mm-hmm. my mom took me to the Maldives.
0: Where's the Maldives that sounds, um sounds fancy
2: Not far from
0: is that in the Pacific?
2: Uh, you, can pull, you can use your phone. This
0: isn't a okay, game wonderful. show. You can definitely pull it up. <laughs> I feel like isn't that in the um? I feel like that's in the Pacific, like somewhere in the South Pacific. Yeah, it's in I, this.
2: It's in south Southeast Asia.
0: I could be very wrong about that. I'm south American.
2: Asia near Sri Lanka and in India. There you go. That's what it is. Not too far from there. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect to ever go there. Um, so that was a surprise, but. But, like, basically, it's just, like, um, super blue water, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, like uh, villas over the water. Like, it's just, like, complete, like, lavish stuff. So, but did you guys
0: stay in one of the villas? Yes. Was it tremendous? It was tremendous. It sounds I tremendous. I never
2: afford I don't think within the next five to ten years I will ever be able to afford that. But um, <laughs> that's probably cool. And then, like, Dubai is very cool. But it's, like... Um, Going to like even though like over here, like saying something like, Oh yeah, I went to Dubai Yeah. Like it sounds so like far off. But yeah. like over there it's like that's literally a weekend because it's it's this it's shorter distance than going to Florida. <laughs> um cheaper ticket than going to Florida. It is. Um and depending on where you stay, it you know, same amount of money.
0: Is Dubai don't so for women in Dubai, do they have to wear like the, the situation or they're just nope. like whatever? The
2: only place that requires that is Saudi Arabia the only place that i mainstream place mm-hmm. that i'm aware of is saudi arabia so
0: what's like what's i feel like dubai is just like a, a like a more dope version of like new york
2: um significantly more dope the richest <laughs> of the ri- like anything you could ever possibly think of Doing and just wasting your money on You can do it there
0: <laughs> Dubai just seems like this like ridiculous place It's like the Monopoly guy went, That yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, a cool yeah. place to build a city <laughs> Let's do it yep, yep. and let's just like make them like it's <laughs> The most ridiculous shit possible exactly. I'm surprised they haven't lined the streets With gold and I imagine There's probably a street that is lined and, with gold Yeah there.
2: like I mean they do the craziest stuff out there Like there's um, Some of the taxis you can get right outside of the airport Are mm-hmm. Teslas Like Model X Teslas um, some of the police cars are like Lamborghinis. Like, it's just like they just do whatever, whenever.
0: <laughs> so, like, in, in your travels, right? So, like, one of the most interesting things I think about Americans mm-hmm. is most Americans never leave America. Right. Right. And it is, we are the easiest group of people to spot outside of the country. Yep. You never, ever, ever, ever have to wonder who the American is. Right. Only the American will get on a plane. They will fly 12 hours to the east. <laughs> they will land in Hong Kong. Mm. They will get off the plane, out of the airport and look at the city and go, "You guys look weird. <laughs> you guys drive on the wrong side of the road. Yep. You guys sound funny."
2: Yep. <laughs> Americans are awful. Americans,
1: <laughs>
0: and here's the thing, I feel like to the rest of the world we're all like we're all Trump. Like I feel mm-hmm. like that's what we sound like when we go places. I'm sure. Like when I was a kid, so my mother is from Trinidad, right? Mm-hmm which is in the Caribbean, it's right next to Brazil. So when we were um, kids, she took us down there, right, to see, like, because she used to go down there as a kid with her mother, right, and she wanted us to meet all our cousins and stuff because we had never been there, right? Mm -hmm. So I had no idea about this side of my family. Like, I feel like she told me when I was, like, 12, and my response was, can we just be Jamaican? Because at least I knew (laughs) what Jamaica was. But it was super-duper interesting and really humbling, man, like, to realize, like, there is a whole other part of the world to see and like people live a whole completely different way because like yeah. on the islands, it's super laid back, yep. it's super chill and also really, really sketchy in places. Yep. But like, I get it, it's super fun. And like after that, I had a, like a kind of a bigger perspective of like the world, like these things are attainable. Kind of like you said, people go like, oh, going to Dubai is super duper easy. You just get on a plane and you go there.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and as like uh, like crazy as that sounds, because like, even when I say it, I'm like, swear like it's it's not as big of a deal
0: right uh, like here in the united states like i think the big move is like oh i went to miami for the weekend right
1: yeah
0: which is in like, okay so i went to miami for spring break one year mm. um we rented a nissan verse that was 20 years old and i thought we were just the hottest shit on the planet and then we pulled <laughs> on like the ocean ave and it was like, Ferrari, 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 Lamborghini. Ooh. And we had the windows down. Yeah. We had the music blasting. And the
1: Nissan. <laughs> yeah. And it
0: didn't even have an automatic windows. It had the roll-down yeah. <laughs> ones. And then we had picked up two girls in Hollywood, Florida. So we we're just king oh, shit till we hit Ocean Ave. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, roll them up. <laughs> that
2: was the first car I wanted.
0: Well, not. The Nissan Versa? Yes. That is a strong car.
2: I wanted it because it was the cheapest <laughs> Uh, it was the cheapest, newest car. Brand new car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there it is. This is the one. The I can Nissan Versa. Nissan Versa sedan. I, I
0: can 100% co-sign anyone who wants a Nissan Versa. <laughs> it is not, you will not kill yourself in it, right? Uh, but you, that thing will take you everywhere.
1: Mm.
0: Oh my God, I love the Nissan Versa. I'm surprised they just gave it to us. That was a weird time.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> so... When you got, you were about eight years old when you got back to Georgia, right?
2: No, went there, went there when I was eight. So uh, you, came back when I was like fifteen, almost sixteen.
0: So you're, about, oh man, you were in high school. Yep. So, yeah. what well, was there like a culture shock when you got back? Like, were, did you have to get used to being well, around yeah. Americans again?
2: Well, um, so it wasn't. I went to an American school over there, um, or in, I went to an international school. Well, It was okay. an, uh, the American School of Kuwait, um, which has people from. Anywhere you can possibly think of. Okay. But everyone speaks English. Okay. Um. So it wasn't like I was taken aback by the American culture or anything. Because I had been here mm-hmm. like over the summers and things yeah. like that. But I moved back specifically so that I could live the American high school experience that I kept seeing everywhere. And uh, I went to public school because I was like, that's, that's how you got to do it. You like, got to go to public <laughs> school. And I absolutely hated it. What? Uh, Yeah, I came back junior year Well, I didn't know anyone
0: Oh, yeah, that'll do it
2: Exactly And I was um, in a city where everyone, you know, everyone grew up with each other Mm -hmm. Everyone plays sports So it's like, if you're not in sports, you don't know anyone Yeah It's just awful
0: You didn't play any sports?
2: I played softball Um, And then when I moved back here, I tried out for the team, was so nervous that I was awful And then Uh, did not make it at all (laughs) Like, it was bad
0: What position did you play? I played first base Oh come on! How do you not? <laughs> I was It's, just simple. Yeah, it's so it was simple. Bad. I just
2: hadn't played since I think April.
0: Catch the ball, tag the person. I know. That's simple. I
2: couldn't like. It was just. <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, we're good.
0: So then, what was high school like? What did you do? What did you get into?
2: Um, when I moved back here, I was in band, which was not fun. What'd you play? I played the bass clarinet.
0: That sounds like a strong move. I have no idea what a bass clarinet sounds like.
2: Yeah, it um.
0: I have no idea what it looks like. A like a mix
2: between a clarinet and a saxophone.
0: Oh, so it's that big long joint?
2: Yep. Oh! And like so long to where it has like a kickstand. Yeah, I've
0: seen those before. My yep. brother was in the orchestra, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I liked it. It was chill. Um, but I did that, I think, the first year. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like it. Um, well, I, I had been doing it for years, but when I came here and did it, it was mm-hmm. just nowhere near the same experience. Um, I was in a few, like, clubs, but, like, not, like, I was a a part of it, but I didn't actually go to anything.
0: (laughs) Um, So, but you was just there in name and support only? Yeah, I,
2: I, when I tell you, I hated high school here. It was just bad. I was like, man, I left for what? (laughs) But thankfully, right, it was bad. It was real bad. But, so
0: what did you were you like kind of wanting like I'm not, not a loner, but kind of like you were doing your own thing. you didn't essentially, really mind what I was a loner. Was yeah, doing...
2: I didn't know anyone like at all. And it was it, uh, the school I went to was very cliquish. So Clitch, that sounds like high school. Yep. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, you don't know anyone. Uh, I wasn't in anything to meet other people other than classes. So. Yeah. Um, my senior year when I went back, I was only there for like semester one. And for a couple – I did dual enrollment, mm-hmm. um, thankfully. But I did dual enrollment, so I was barely there.
0: So what's dual enrollment? Like, you do so, high school and college classes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. you take um, however many co- college classes. So I did, like, English and math, which was the exact same as junior year, English yes. and math. So um, – but I only had to go two times a week, so that was, that was wonderful. <laughs> so, loner, junior year, even more of a loner, but was in college.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Like, okay – so when you say you were a loner, obviously you had friends. You had to have friends. Everyone has. You had no friends.
2: Well, okay. No um I would say I had acquaintances when I was here. Okay. And I had friends back home or back back in Kuwait.
0: Mm, so you felt closer to them more than you did here.
2: Yeah. And then also since you're not since you're not in the same place as your old friends, of mm-hmm. course you're going to fall off. Yeah. So it was like dealing with that and being in a new place and then but
0: Dude, high school was hilarious for me.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I my freshman year, my dad caught me smoking cigarettes. Mm. Well, not smoking cigarettes. He caught me smoking a cigarette, and like I was like, he took my football cleats away. He's like, you can't play. I was like, oh, can't you just hit me, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really know how to break someone down. So I didn't get into football, which is what all my friends were doing. Right. And it was like the first year like my dad would ever let us play because we couldn't play like popcorn or anything. Mm. Um. Then my sophomore year, I got into a car accident, right? And I broke the fuck out of my leg. It was fantastic. Um, (laughs) So my junior, my sophomore and junior years, I was like the hurt kid because then I had a bunch of complications from that and I wasn't really around. So by the time I got to my senior year, I really, I I had like two or three like strong friends. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I really didn't fuck with anybody. Right. Because at that point, like, when I was hurt for that long, you kind of figure out, like, who's really your friend and who's not and why you were hanging out with certain people. And the majority of the time I figured out, like, oh, we're just hanging out because we have English lit together or this guy has a car and he takes me to Subway. Because then, like, when I was hurt, nobody would like the people who hit me up and who came over. I'm like, okay, I know who you guys really are. But outside of that, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I can't wait to get out of Kansas. (laughs) So what drew you to film? Was it like an like a thing that you were always interested in?
2: No, not at all.
0: Were you, okay, so <laughs> oh, were you like an artistic person in general, or like no, what, not at all. What?
2: I know, right? It's the craziest thing. No, I wanted to act for ever, um, and then when I went to college, I started acting. So I did that for like two years, mm-hmm. um, and then I graduated, and then I had this agreement with my parents where they were like, "All right, you know, you can take." the this year off since you finished so fast or whatever and
1: mm-hmm.
2: um we'll support you for the year and mm-hmm. you know you can <laughs> become a actor look you can or go, something. <laughs> go
0: go jump up and do the thing whatever yeah, your heart desires exactly kind of deal. <laughs> but
2: after that year like
0: so what made you pretty. interested in acting um was it pretty woman
2: no <laughs> <laughs> no no i think um <laughs> i don't know i just uh, I don't know, probably just want to be famous or something. You really? know what I mean? Be relevant, probably. It was kind of one
0: of those things, you're like, you know what? I could do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably. And then it just manifested for the rest of my life.
0: So did you have, like, a favorite character or a favorite type of character you like to play?
2: No, not not necessarily. Um, I didn't even have much acting uh, experience growing up. I did, you know, a couple of school plays, um, mm-hmm. when like, when, when I was able to do, like, plays and whatnot. But other than that, it was just, like,
0: I... It was kind of one of those things, you're like... Pshh. You woke up one Tuesday yeah, and you're like, like, fuck it, why not? Exactly, right, right, right. <laughs> Put the resume together, send right. it out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I, like, I did that for a while. And then um, uh, uh, taking a year off in mm-hmm. acting and acting and not knowing if it would – work out or not and then I was already acting I was like okay I can't do that so let me go back to school
0: <laughs> so you took a year off and you acted in tr- no I didn't even
2: I didn't even take a year off how long did Before, you, I, long did, did, you- I, didn't, I didn't take any time off it was it was either take a year off or throw yourself back into school so I decided to go go for my masters um what? and I was like well if I'm my initial thought process was okay all these actors eventually become producers of their own show well yo facts <laughs> bro I was like if I go to film school <laughs> And I know how to produce. I have an incentive,
0: okay. to to produce whatever
2: If I whatever build shows. the house, then yeah. I can
0: live with it. Exactly. It's, it's, you gotta think. You gotta be ahead of yeah. the game, Chief. So you were thinking like that. What age were you thinking like that at?
2: This was uh, nineteen.
0: You were I, thinking like that at nineteen. Yeah. Wow. Me and you were different at nineteen. Let me tell you something. Eh. At nineteen, I was getting bit by a fucking stripper. <laughs> Not thinking <laughs> about it. <anything>. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my god, that was a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I highly recommend it. Oh boy. So you didn't take it. You didn't take a year off though. You didn't. No,
2: I I might have been out of school for like a month. So like from.
0: So like, what kind of dissuaded you from just going? Fuck it, let me try it for a year.
2: Um, because I was already, I had already been acting Mm -hmm. um, for a couple years. I had an agent, and it wasn't going well. I mean, it's not as you know. Yeah, it's not as as big as you know as it sounds. Yeah, but um. I, they weren't be, they weren't helpful at all like they weren't giving me they weren't getting me auditions they weren't they weren't they weren't, they, they weren't doing anything they weren't fucking I mean? with you they, they wasn't holding it down they really they were not holding down basically it down. was a waste of money
0: <laughs> bro I feel like this is what agents are like <laughs> I remember when I was in because produ- I really didn't know what an agent was till I was mm-hmm. in like 503 or a producing class right and it's like it's a guy you pay to do stuff right and like what kind of stuff Whatever, you know, <laughs> stuff. I'm like, nah, it seems like a fucking scam. <laughs> right. Seems like volcano insurance. So basically, you decided that, like, hey, this is really working out. I'm going to go to film school. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I was like, well, at least this way, I'm still in the industry mm-hmm. that I want to be in. Um, and I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like, I'm, I'm going to go. Like, it happened out of nowhere. Um, I think I, I graduated, um, summer 2018 Mm -hmm. and that December prior I was like yeah that's that's just what I'm going to do and I was going to go to London I was like I'm going to go to film school in London and it's going to be great and um, I told my parents, I told everyone mm-hmm. I knew, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to London." And my parents were like, "No, you're not." <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and <laughs> wait, was it was it uni- like both of your parents were unified in that, or was it Dad? No, going, no, definitely, <laughs>
2: no, definitely. I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna find a way to do this." I applied to like ten schools, got into like maybe two or three in mm-hmm. London, and was like, "All right."
0: What? All okay, right, so you can't wait. say no now. So what was it? <laughs> what was it about London that made you want to go to film school there?
2: Well, I had always wanted to study abroad, um, and I wasn't in undergrad long enough to do any study abroad, um, mm-hmm. uh, like semesters or whatnot. Okay. So I was like, well, graduate school is the the easiest thing, and <laughs> school is significantly cheaper in Europe as yes. well as shorter. Yes. So I was like,
0: that's the move. Yeah That's what we gotta do it,
2: Well that and me Just trying to finish everything As quick as possible Just for no reason Just like I
0: What What is with you Not savoring this man
2: I, Man When so I, I like, tell you I For the longest time I was like Alright boom Cause I, I I got my bachelors at 19 yeah. I was like Alright well it, I'm a the- <laughs> Jeez. I love how you
0: just say this Oh so I was 19 I had my bachelors <laughs> Meanwhile here I am In a club Bit by a stripper Wondering if I have a disease <laughs>
2: Oh my God,
0: I need to get my life together. No, Jesus Christ. No, 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 Christ. no, you're good. So, I'm just
2: extra sometimes.
0: So let me, so, so you for real were kind of a loner in college. You just like showed up, did No, you no, thing no, and
2: no, 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 no. Like, at college, it was fine. I mean, um,
0: where'd you go to college?
2: Georgia State. Lit. Yeah. What? So, like, I was not, you know, I'm not like a person that just sits and studies, like, you know, uh, I certainly enjoyed myself, <laughs> you know, no undergrad. You. Um, but I was just like, n- I was like, I, <laughs> I finish at nineteen, so I need to do this master's program for a year. Yeah. their programs are like
1: fifteen mm-hmm. months
2: long. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna have my master's before I can legally drink. I was like, that's boom, that's what I'm doing for no reason. That's what I'm doing.
0: Where does that come from?
2: I literally out of thin air.
0: No, where does that? Because you <laughs> kind of have like this drive about you. Where does that come from? Because I'm I certainly was not thinking that way at all.
2: Well, it's probably, um. Everyone that I went to school with, Mm -hmm. I was not a super smart kid. Like, I recently looked back on uh, Mm collegeboard.com to see, like, my old SAT scores. Trash. (laughs) Like, I had, like, the the minimum to get into, like, you know, like, Georgia State or, you know, like, a community college or whatever. Mm -hmm. But once I realized that it's not about how smart you are, it's just, like, doing the work. And it doesn't matter after that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's ways to finesse the system. I was like, to oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So you're telling me <laughs> I just have to be in school for, like, I just have to do these classes real quick. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And they're not hard. Well, I was, like, my program wasn't hard either. I oh, did sports, sports business. So it's like.
0: So what made you do sports business? Were you want well, to like, be an agent? N- I wanted. Let me tell to... you something, son. I can put a Rolex on you. I got <laughs> Philadelphia on the phone. Look, you trying to make some money? Uh, right. You trying to buy mama right. a Rolex? I um,
2: <laughs> I wanted to be in the front office of a sports team. So, um, whether that was eventually like running a sports team, mm-hmm. or um, I also did hospitality a lot. Mm. So like uh anything like events related mm-hmm. or just i don't know just like putting stuff together i guess what so it like what, an easy degree
0: what kind of sports <laughs> are you into
2: um most of them i would say um other than i don't religiously watch any sports we used to watch um the falcons a lot mm-hmm. um sense. as i entered scad that of course dropped off because immediately there's Sundays or not oh a sports God.
0: day anymore <laughs> i remember when me and I visited i was like so i don't call mercedes-benz mercedes-benz i'm like that's the hospital and we need to live close to. i don't know why I call it the, <laughs> so like when i was about to move i was like you know we need to get a house close to the hospital and i was the, hoping she would let me pick so then we just end up living across the street from the, the stadium hospital. so yeah that didn't work out so why I was do like, you
1: call it the hospital
0: like i said so when we were planning to get a house right I was like, we should live close to the hospital. So she would, a
2: hospital? No, so
0: I was like, we should live close to the hospital. So she'd be like, oh, good idea in case anything happens, right? <laughs> so then I was hoping she'd let me pick. So then we'd live. <laughs> oh, babe, things got confused. I thought the stadium was the hospital, but <laughs> you know, we didn't sign the lease already, you know? Um, but yeah, as soon as An I got awful the- awful plan. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did not work. She realized almost immediately, because I'm terrible at this kind of shit, but yeah. That is extremely true. Like, once I got into film school, I...
2: Your whole get, life changes. You're done, Chief. Because I was... Just, you're just... You're a film student. Yes. <laughs> Forever and always. Like,
0: I remember it would be, like, Sundays, like, what's the scores? There was a thing today?
2: Right. Like, shoot. I have no idea. I just know they were just awful after... Yeah.
0: After, uh... Once I started look, film school. Yeah, you just changes. look outside, like, is anyone celebrating? Nah. Uh, no, we're good. Yeah. we we'll <laughs> <change." laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting that you wanted to be in the front office. I... I don't know if that's weird because I never really met girl like a lot of females who were like, "I want to be in the front office of a sports team." Yeah, that it kinda... wasn't.
2: It wasn't a. Um, I might have had that thought process for a couple of years, like mm-hmm. one or two years, mm-hmm. but I don't think I never really knew what I wanted to do um, prior to a year ago, and I still don't really know what I want to do. That's a good
0: place to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, no, because that's a really weird thing in like American culture. We do this thing where they go, "Oh." You graduated high school at eighteen. You're an adult, but we don't trust you with booze yet. Right. But we will tax you right. and treat you as an equal in everything else. Yep. Um, and you can
2: have a hundred thousand uh, dollars in student debt. Here's the bro. Th- that's,
0: <laughs> so that's the weirdest <laughs> shit, right? So you can't go to the bank and yep. be like, "I want a hundred thousand dollars, like buy a house or start a business." So They'll right. go, "Ah, right, you know, what I mean? what the fuck? We don't trust you." You go to Sally Man, you're like, "Look, I need fifty k to take it." You don't even know yeah. what I want if to take it. Right? And it's the weirdest kind of debt too, right? So every other debt. You can just go on you can go into bankruptcy and it'll fuck your credit up for a little bit, but eventually you'll get over it. Yep. For some reason, student debt's like, no, don't affect me. Student debt is it's basically <laughs> if you let it, it's a Thanos on your life. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then in certain cases, there's certain kinds of debt that even if you die.
2: Yeah, like it passed on to you.
0: Somebody is gonna like that. It's it's the creepiest kind of shit. And it's like, who yeah. why did we allow this to happen, right? right? So then you come to a kid at eighteen and you go. Now choose what you want to be with the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. So some kids, they go, you know, I don't know if I like college, so I'll go to the military, which is, I got a lot of friends who did that, and it's beneficial to their life. And then I know a lot of people who are like, I'm going to go to college and be a philosopher. Why? College is whack. It is. Your fir-
2: <laughs> college you're, is whack.
0: Your first two years is literally just high school over again, right? <laughs> and what pissed me off about it is like, in high school, they're like, you got to nail these your act and your sat and you then know what
2: you, oh. i think that's what it was for me mm-hmm. i was like i had, i was almost done with high school and mm-hmm. i was like so you mean to tell me i have to do four more years
0: bro and the first two are bull- <laughs> the first two were bullshit because you're just taking yep you're retaking those yeah, classes yeah, yeah. you just took in high school yeah. right And basically what's weird about it is they like colleges do that as a weeding out process because Mm -hmm. they want your money. Because in the first two years, a lot of people drop out. So it's like, fuck, we got to get you while you can. Then your last two years, you really get into your program and like what you came here to study. Exactly. Really weird. Yeah. I kind of think it's an unsustainable system, right? Like I feel like at some point, especially with now how readily available just anything you need to know is, right? And with the rise of like master classes and of course coupled with like the effects of the pandemic, I think people are gonna be like, hey, yeah, it's not worth, you know, spending fifty grand to go get, you know, to go to undergrad and get a degree in something when I can go get certified. A
2: piece
0: of paper. Piece of paper. Not even good paper. Right. It's not even (laughs)
2: like and they mail it to you like, wait, like SCAD mails it to you like 10 weeks later.
0: Yeah, that's how we did it undergrad. <laughs> like, I remember taking out my degree and I I'm like this is bullshit. Well, this is just bad paper. <laughs> nah. Right. And it's like we put this premium on it because for years, you know, the college degree was like the separating factor. Right. right yeah. And then for like somewhere along the line, it became OK to like um, kind of shit on like, you know, regular work. Like people would be like, oh, you better go to college. You'll become a plumber.
2: Yeah, like bitch, yeah. do you understand like a that like, that man. is like we need these people. Like,
0: bro, do you understand? Like, you are gonna sit there with your ultra fancy degree, your shitload of debt, and your pipes are gonna burst uh, one day. And guess who you're calling the plumber who owns his own business. Yup, right? In
2: a, in a in, you know middle class family making.
0: Oh no, plumbers are there. Are a lot of plumbers. No, no,
2: no, not a plumber. Like the person talking bad about them. Yeah, and it's like, like, like you don't bro. you don't want to
0: be that. And it's like Psh, why the fuck not, man? Yeah, right. And look, it's kind of fucked up because like at that like at 18 years old, right, you really have. No perspective as far as like time, right? Yeah. So I'm 28 now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when I was 18, I couldn't. I really didn't understand like 10 years. Like I understand what a year was, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But like I couldn't. So 10 years from 18, I was 8, and I ah, fuck, I don't know what I was that, doing. Yeah.
2: That, that's that's. Someone recently asked me, um, where I see myself in five years, and I was like, bro,
0: it's, it's I can't
2: even see myself next year, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: it's such, it's such a weird thing because like life is this thing that's like really meant to be experienced right yeah and until you experience certain things you really don't know what you're doing right because like when I was in so oh man when I was an undergrad I truly I knew I wanted so I knew I wanted to do film
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I had broken at by that point I had broken both of my legs tremendous highly recommended
1: yeah
0: right and I had spent a lot of time um, playing Madden uh reading books like i literally used to take a crutch put it in the ground in my house and just spin around and read and watching movies and i mean i watched everything 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 Mm. everything and then eventually it's like okay so what is a second unit director what's an art director what do these people do Mm. and then you realize like oh these are like actual jobs that exist and like there's a way to get to them right so when I was an undergrad, I was like, okay, I've decided I want to be a filmmaker. The problem was my undergrad was a conservative Christian school in Alabama, so they really, I <laughs> really wasn't fucking with that. And like I was, I really hadn't had the high school experience, so I wasn't like sure how to make like, you know, adult adult friends. Like, hell, oh, um, yes, sir, I, I drink scotch. What do you have? Right, I wasn't trying to do that. Right. Um, but then I met a group of friends. Like I said, like I never really have like a bunch of friends. Like you're either my friend, or you're not kind of thing right and um, um, those guys really helped foster and create like the work ethic and the things that I have now and are really the big reason that I've gotten here and a giant reason I got bit in the face by a stripper that was a tremendous day
2: please explain that what do you mean how does that happen
0: (laughs) alright so remember how I told you we was in Miami big pimping yes okay so (laughs) the next day we dropped the girls off right because they ain't won't fuck with us in our Nissan Versa, <laughs> and so it was. It was a struggle. Spring break, right? Mm. We had enough money to make it to Florida, but not enough to get a hotel. So our p- <laughs> so our plan was: we're two good-looking guys. We're just gonna go to the beach, and we're gonna fucking Romeo some girl, and she'll let us sleep at her place, right? Is
2: this? You said this is spring break. It's so spring. So everyone and their mothers in. In Miami right now. Yeah. Okay. That that can happen though. That can. Yeah. That was not technically a bad plan. So
0: <laughs> no, let me tell you where it became a bad plan. So my boy, he was like, "I'm gonna go with a British accent," and I'm like, "Why?" He goes, "I don't know. It's foreign." <laughs> so the whole time, he's speaking in a British accent, oh, and I'm no. just standing there like a fucking butts, looking at him. So literally, we go to the beach, we talk to a few girls, and. They're all like, oh, we're going to go to the situation at the bar. You should meet us there. And it's like, oh, we're 20. We can't really drink. So like you're stuck in a precarious place in Miami where, you know, it's a ton of fun. You go like the thing about like Miami is like you go to the beach, you'll see like a family of five building a sandcastle. And like next to them will be like three girls with their bras off, you know, sunbathing. (laughs) And dad's got the sunglasses like I'm just looking at the beach. I'm looking at the waves. Looking at the waves. Not trying to start nothing at home, right? (laughs) So we have nowhere to sleep. Right. We're literally just driving around, and um, we go through downtown Miami, sick. We see this taxi, and it has an advertisement for a strip club. And we're like, I've never been to a strip club. You've ever been to a strip club? I was like, no, I've never been to a strip club. <laughs> and that's me and my boy Mike. So we buy cigars, as you do. and <laughs> <laughs>
2: Was that your first cigar?
0: No. Okay. Uh, I actually really, really like cigars, right? Okay. I just don't have the time to smoke them, right? So like when you so when you have been to Miami, right? No, I've never been to Miami. Oh my god, it's this fantastic place that no one should go to. Yeah. So like when you go like on the Ocean Abs where all the tourists are, right? Mm. So the little bit girl, like um not girls, but like guys with like the cigar things, right? Mm. And they'll come up to you and be like, My friend, I have a cigar for you. I'm like, Where's yeah. this accent coming from? <laughs> you don't make sense. And they'll pull one out like this, nine dollars, rolled on the thigh of a virgin and I'm like, I don't know, does that make what is it magic? I don't know if this adds to it, right? Mm. Find one of those guys who buy cigars and we're just walking just walking around and then we find the place. Mm. And we go, How much of it how much it cost to get in there? They're like, Nine bucks. Like, do we have to put these cigars out? He goes, No. I go, oh, fantastic. Um, I go in, I check the ATM and my tax return had just hit. Yeah. Okay. We walk into the strip club, right? And the first thing you see obviously is naked women and you're like, This is the greatest thing ever, especially when you're nineteen years old. And then about 15 minutes later, you're like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Because, like, you look around, and, like, the guys in there are fucking creepy. And the strippers aren't really your friend, and they pretend to be. So, like, the strippers will come up to you, and they'll be like, hi, my name is, like, Candy. Did you know smoking cigars is bad for your health? I'm like, oh, probably, you know, being a stripper is probably not too good for your health either, right?
1: <laughs> so then
0: So then they'll break it down, and they'll lay the rules down, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, the girl came, and she sat on me and my boy's lap. And <laughs> It was weird because like, she had her butt was pretty big, so she kind of she kind of nailed like both of us at the same time, and she breaks down. It she goes, okay, for forty bucks you can get two dances, for one hundred and fifty you can get a private dance, and then she goes, but for three hundred we can go to the champagne room, and my dumbass goes, so what happens in the champagne room? Whatever you want, and she gets up and walks away, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> So the night progresses. Um, my boy gets a lap dance. I was going to get one, but then I went to get money at the ATM, and they were like, "It's a like a ten dollars service charge." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that at all." So I sat down. And but you'll like,
2: pay the the forty dollars for her to sit on your lap.
0: No, she sat on our laps for free. Oh, Everything else was extra. Okay, right? my bad, my bad. <laughs> So <laughs> I go, I'm, I come back into the strip club, right? And I see my boy being led away by a girl, and I'm like, mm. "Okay, good for him." I sit down. And this, this stripper comes up to me and like, she does the thing where she puts the knee between your crotch, your crotch and she's like, oh, I love you. You want to go upstairs and have a good time? I was like, what? And then she bit me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, get away from it. it was, ah. Uh, and I sat there. I was like, did she break the skin? Do I have hepatitis now? My biggest fear was I would turn into a stripper. And I didn't want that at all. <laughs> it was a fun night. Then some weirdo from New York was sitting next to me, and he went on this 20-minute rant about how, in New York, the strippers can't be nude, so it was not as fun. And I'm like, I got to put some distance between me and you. Long story short, my boy my boy went upstairs. He comes down. He's across the club, and the strippers lead him to the ATM. And I'm like, ooh, he about to find out about that $10 charge. <laughs> the stripper takes her leg and blocks him between the wall and the ATM and he gives me a look, and I think he's throwing me a thumbs up, so I throw him one back. He comes back over to me, and he's like, hey, uh, I just lost 120 bucks. Also, she gave me the worst east west hand job in the world. Can we go home now? Oh, no. And then at 4 in the morning, we, I drank some five-hour energy, and we left Miami.
2: Do you regret anything?
0: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Like I said, life is life is about living and experiencing things, right? I have a very weird philosophy about life. I think you should try it.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Try it all once. Yeah, cuz like okay, so my biggest problem with life is like when you're when you're in high school, right? Do mm-hmm. you remember the guy who gave your high school commencement speech?
2: Uh, okay, yeah.
0: Do you remember anything he said? No. You probably said something like work hard, believe and you can be whatever you want.
2: Possibly. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's terrible advice, right? Yeah. I think at high school, I it's my goal in life to give a high school commencement speech. It's actually, that's legitimately what I want to do.
2: Just one speech?
0: Um, uh, if, they, if other schools want it, I'll give it to them sure as well. I'm sure you can
2: give speeches.
0: It's only going to be about five minutes. Um, you can me. make a
2: digital one. Release it to the world.
0: <sighs> we may have to talk about that after the podcast. Because <laughs> it'd be real simple. i just get up there and I'm like, hey, man, life's about living and experiencing things. And, you know, you got to go through some shit, you know, maybe... Maybe you got to suck a dick to figure out who you are. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You never know. I'm not talking. I'm not just talking to the girls either. Fellas. Fellas, there's a couple of y'all. Y'all need to figure this out now. (laughs) It's the time. Because when you're 35 at a Chuck E. Cheese, got to explain to your family at three while you was in the bathroom doing some sketchy shit. It's not a good look. (laughs) Not a good look. If you're at a party. All right. There's a girl with pink hair. She gives you some ecstasy. You fucking take it. You know? You hope that it's ecstasy. Yeah, that's well. That's that's kind of sketchy because if you're a girl, you might want to heed that because shit can get real. But if you're a guy, okay. So here's the reality: as a guy, it's much probably okay. (laughs) It's probably okay because here's the reality: as a guy, you can get Cardi B. As a girl, you can get Cosby. And let me tell you, I'd rather be Cardi B than (laughs) Cosby. But it's it's true. Right, right. So when you got so as 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 long as I've known you as Scad, you've been kind of like a cinematographer director and a really good one at that you have a you have an interesting style and visual look to your projects where did that start like did you kind of know that you wanted to like what did you when did you decide that cinematography wanted to be your like it was going to be your thing or directing was going to be your thing or did you really know
2: um I didn't really decide to begin with um you were chosen <laughs> um I didn't know I had a style. I've heard uh, someone else mention that like not too long ago. Mm-hmm. But um, if you were to ask me if I had a style prior to you telling me that I had a style, yeah. I would have said absolutely not. But that's uh, good. But, yeah. I guess, that, just yeah. Mean, that just
0: means it's you, <laughs> right? Because a lot <laughs> yeah, of people yeah. that come to film school are like, I want to be the next Scorsese. And all their oh, shit is like a terrible ripoff yeah, of yeah, Scorsese, yeah, yeah. So, right?
2: Yeah. The, the difference with me is that I never had a desire to be a filmmaker. I just went to film school and then became a filmmaker. Um, so I, it kind of just happened. Yeah, exactly. It really just happened. I I don't watch a lot of movies. I'm trying to now because it's a little that's, relevant. No, that's that's good. <laughs> but like, so I'm not trying to be you know the next anyone because mm-hmm. I don't. I barely even know who does what. Fantastic. Um, yeah, which isn't great for conversations. With
0: but people. it's not okay. So here's the thing. I kind of like your approach to it, right? So like like I said, when you get to film school, especially when you get to film school at the graduate level. Mm-hmm you run into people who literally know everything about everything when it comes to yeah, film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they become so bogged down and like, okay, well, Christopher Nolan did this and Quentin Tarantino did yeah. that. So I have to, instead of just tell the story, yeah, right? Yeah. And I I think more and more today, people are interested in um, you and like what your story is, right? Yeah. They're very much interested in like perspectives, right? Which I think is like super duper cool. For the longest time in Hollywood, it was like, What's your perspective? And then how can we just put a bunch of white people in it?
1: Definitely.
0: Definitely. (laughs) So were your parents more supportive of your, um, well, how did you end up at SCAD? Because you wanted to go to London. So was, they were just like, no London, but hey, SCAD's pretty cool. So
2: I didn't apply to any schools until summer. Mm -hmm. Um... Which, for London, you can do that. In America, you can't because you need to apply, like, for graduate school, you need to apply, like, in November.
1: Yeah,
0: like, hella you know? early.
2: Exactly. And I didn't know that I wanted to do this until, like, almost March. Like, Mm-mm. officially until, like, March. Mm-hmm. So, um, after getting into schools in London and then them telling me no. <laughs>
0: it, when you got into schools in London, they, did they send an owl to your house or was it just traditional mail?
2: <laughs> it was an email. Um, oh, the worst. I wasn't even at home, actually. So, um, I had, a like, an a internship where I was... Uh, like in like New York and New Jersey and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's only, I had zero desire to go to SCAD. Absolutely. Did you even
0: know it was a thing? Or? No,
2: I knew it was a thing. I did a film, I acted in a film, a SCAD film mm-hmm. um, maybe earlier that year or mm-hmm. something. So I knew of it, but I had zero desire. Whoever I spoke to, they were like, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I won't do it. I can't do it because it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be in the school for five years, and I can't do that. Oh my god! And I, refu- I refused. I was oh like, I'm not going. Oh my
0: Don't do not. it.
2: And I was like, okay, yeah. And I and I and I didn't. I was like, I'm not going to Scad. And um, Scad is one of the only schools with rolling admissions in America. Yeah. <laughs> um, so once I re- finally realized that, after like looking at colleges endlessly, because because had I not found a school, they weren't gonna let me go to London. If I had not found a school, I would have had to reapply the following year. Yeah.
0: Ain't and got time for that. that but I'm not that doing that doesn't fit. That. I'm your just plan. not going. <laughs> I'm just not going. I guess I, I guess I gotta go to New York and act. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like I couldn't I couldn't go to London and I couldn't go to New York and I couldn't go to California.
0: Whoa, whoa wait, what? They
2: were like it, uh, New York and LA are too expensive. So that Facts. that took down vast majority of film schools. Mm-hmm. Um I wasn't gonna go to Washington. You know, just listing random schools. I wasn't gonna yeah. go to the film school in Washington, yeah where they learn about, I don't know, Nat geo. Documentary. Hey,
0: don't sleep on Washington. There's also monuments. In...
2: Well, yes. And there's Beautiful also... state. Yeah. But their program was specific to like documentaries or oh, something. Oh, of course.
0: Yes. You don't... And like,
2: I was like, I don't want to do that. And yeah. then like, everything, like, I couldn't apply to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I finally found SCAD. I think I applied a solid two months prior to coming to SCAD. Mm-hmm. Um, easily. Like, it might have been like July. Yeah. When I applied. Um, and I didn't have a portfolio. I don't even know how I got it. Well, I know I'm scared, scared. You know, i scared. But.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that means. Well, so.
2: Um, as you mentioned before, there's a lot of. We're all at different. Film levels. Yes. There are some people that have been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. And there's some people like me that like
0: hey yesterday i figured out that this acting isn't working out yeah i got this iphone video yeah
2: (laughs) literally like i think like i had zero film
0: knowledge Mm -hmm. whatsoever
2: so it's like you have that and then you have
0: Did you have a pretty good like um gpa from like undergrad and stuff
2: it might have been like a 3.4 or something pretty smart i mean mean, pretty smart had you known the the classes i did so no one cares (laughs) exactly yeah it's like
0: no one cares about the classes you took. They just they go. Don't. So you take the classes, and in like the class, teacher's are like, "This is important." Then you get to the final grade, and, and your you, GPA you, have to go. What's your What was your cumulative? Yeah, 3.4? Ah, you're in. Exactly. Ah, you're no, in.
2: Nothing that I learned in school is remotely relevant to
0: nothing. You didn't have like one teacher, like, um, like one Mister like Sweeney who like taught you something that changed your life and filled your heart with joy and warmth. There's,
2: I probably learned more with sports because mm. just to understand like entertainment in in itself just like how all that works but like I'm not using that now. Yeah. Maybe like hopefully down the line hopefully I can be like a Jay-Z, you know what I mean, just have Yeah. businesses or whatever, but right now I can't use any of that.
0: Um, I, f- I so here's my thing. So deep I I'm not a bro, I'm a geek, all right? Um my girlfriend would di- di- uh, dispute that. But <laughs> I use like football as a reference for everything Uh right so whenever someone's breaking down a concept i immediately try to put it into football terms right so like with film that's the first thing i went to right so um, your head coach is your director, your producer is your general manager, mm. um, your lead actor is your quarterback, and everyone else is a supporting character around uh, them in their departments, right? Definitely. So I do that with everything. Or I either use um, basketball, I either use basketball or football, and then it'll make sense to me, right? Okay. Yeah. And then like, so the fucking playbook—that's your script. How do we execute that? So then you got to get oh, an offensive coordinator, who's your DP. So then you got to get a um. defensive coordinator. That's your assistant, your assistant director, right? Okay. So then it all makes sense. Yeah. Uh. And, of course, I learned none of that with my schooling. Mm -mm. Um, But, no. So, I think I've had a couple of really, really cool teachers because they were, like, kind of outside the box people. Uh So, at my undergrad, um, it was obviously a Christian undergrad, and there were certain beliefs there that were hilarious. So, one of them was they didn't believe in dinosaurs like at all so my first day of biology class the teacher comes up and goes dinosaurs weren't real Mm. and there was like a couple claps and an amen i was like what the Mm. fuck are you talking about we we have bones son right so that felt weird but then i had a history teacher his name was um and he comes in and he's like the earth is like old as fuck debate me (laughs) and he went around like (laughs) not wrong like shutting down arguments but then like he's one of those teachers who would ask like really weird open questions like he'd come into class and he goes do you think humans are designed to repeat history or overcome it and then you'd you'd be like well overcome." designed he'd be like yeah designed Mm -hmm. right so basically
2: all we do is repeat it
0: (laughs) hilariously we repeat it right yeah and it kind of seems like that's just what we are right definitely um humans are weird we're extremely weird right yeah like we have very weird ideas I think one of the weirdest ideas people have is this idea of control. Mm. Right? Yeah. So people have this this like need and desire to control the world around them, right? Yeah. So a lot of anthropologists believe that when we started like agriculture and growing our food, in a, in essence we exited natural selection because then we could build cities with walls and okay. then, yeah. right and tigers and lions couldn't get at us and we could be we could then develop like hospitals and in cities and we could think and vote and such
1: mm-hmm.
0: but ever since then we've had like really weird ideas like i think like i'll just use environmentalism for an example right i think it's insane to deny that global warming is happening mm. right it's obvious right but i think it's equally as as crazy just think we can do something about it right right so think about america right
2: awful country
0: uh we're, <laughs> doing, pretty, we're doing pretty good we're not france Oh, what's
2: wrong with I mean, I don't know enough. I just know <laughs> about our situation right
0: now. Oh, yeah. We're in a, weird, we're in a, we're in a fucking weird spot, but it's exciting. <laughs> so I think it's weird, right? Uh-huh. So in America, if we wanted to get like, we could go like complete like Copenhagen. Everyone's on a bike, you know, everyone uh-huh. gives up a car, right? And it wouldn't mean shit because China's like, we don't give a Frenchman's fuck. We're right, going to yeah, keep yeah, these yeah. factories open because you want Nikes, right? Definitely. And then the reality of it is too, like the earth is fine. The earth is fine. Yeah. The earth has been hit by things the size of Texas. Right. Right? Big blue bitch is still spinning. Mm. We ain't I. Right. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Right? I think that's weird. But americas it's, how do you feel about the world now? America in general. Like, how do you feel about it?
1: A
2: hot mess. It is. To say the least. But
0: it's exciting.
2: It is, I'd say interesting.
0: Ah, okay. Okay.
2: Um... Had COVID not been going on, I might have also said exciting or something. That's what but makes it even
0: more exciting. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: it's um, weird. Like,
0: Frustrating and exciting. I'll, I'll, I'll preface yeah, that. And
2: nothing's surprising.
1: Uh,
0: um, no, I think it's we're living in an incredibly surprising time.
2: It's a surprising time, but the, the decisions at which the American people, as well as our people in control, have been, mm-hmm. all the things they've been doing, I'm not surprised by it.
0: I am. Are you? Yes, I'll tell you what got me incredibly surprised. Right. Uh huh. So, um, you've been to protests before, right?
2: I've not physically been to one.
0: I have. Mm-hmm. I remember. I think it was um, Michael Brown. We had a protest in my undergrad, mm-hmm. um, and it was an interesting experience. So um, it was after the cops got acquitted, and we marched from the school to the main street, and we held signs and we laid down on the ground, and it was a, it was a very weird feeling, right? because as soon as I got up, I felt kind of empty, right? Like we had done this thing, but those officers were still acquitted and we really hadn't changed anything. And then I looked around and everyone's taking selfies and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck did we actually accomplish today, right? And then I felt it was kind of ironic because we're marching up the street, you know, no justice, no peace, fuck the police. Meanwhile, we're being escorted by the police. Um, And I felt like there has to be some sort of like, you know, better way to change things, right? Because at that time, everyone was allude, like uh, comparing the, the previous generation civil rights movement with ours. And the main difference between the two is that the original civil rights movement, there were protests. People did get their asses whooped and like, stuff like that. But it was also backed up by legal victory. So you had the win yeah. for Brown versus Board of Education yep. and desegregation in the South. And you're just not seeing that uh, in today's movement. But I think it's super cool that like sports figures like LeBron are like, yeah. "Hey, guess what? Me and those guys just had a talk, and we're not playing basketball."
1: Yeah, it's like, amazing. Yeah,
0: that even, couldn't
2: have happened back then.
0: Exactly. Like,
2: or it could have. No, we could. But it. But it it was not going to
0: I don't think it could have happened back then because back then you have to remember there's no Twitter there's no yeah yeah yeah, there's it, no, it, yeah. they like pl- athletes had a platform but they we didn't see them as people we Correct, saw them yeah. as like oh that's you're the athlete right exactly yeah yeah um, now athletes have platforms and have the ability to like really speak out and like use their platforms very efficiently. Yeah. So when you see the NBA going, yeah, we're not playing, we don't give a fuck how much money you lose. Yeah. And all of them. Yeah. And then even in baseball, they're like, we don't give a shit. We don't yeah. care how much money we they lose. They did
2: it in the tennis as well. Um, Naomi uh, Osaka. She, yeah. She decided not to play. Yeah. yeah.
0: And now you see like you, now companies have to be beholden to that and they're like, well, fuck, yep. you know, if I'm Ritz, I want to keep selling Ritz to black people. So we have to be get behind that.
2: Yeah. That's, that's.
0: Yeah, it's and that's another complicated thing too because, like I said, it becomes a commercialized thing. Always. And then it becomes like, okay, well, are you still trying to sell me ritz while not meaning it, or like, what's going on there? I thought I think that's what makes it exciting because now you're seeing like, you know, all these athletes and sports figures and companies coming to terms with it. The problem is, um, is it going to matter in November?
1: That are we going to are are we going to vote?
0: Are we going to change things? Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, cause I don't, I wish, I wish to God they hadn't given Joe Biden the nomination. Yeah. Joe Biden looks like an old man at a Waffle House. He's our
2: best bet in the current people, I believe.
0: He doesn't know what time it is. He doesn't know where he's sitting right now. Yeah. Joe Biden, it's so, it's, so, the, <laughs> it's the, so bizarre watching him.
2: Uh... Kamala Harris?
0: I, I kind of like her. I like her. I kind of like
2: her. I really like her. I looked her stuff up. And I don't look much up. So what do I really know? But I, according to her Wikipedia, she seems wonderful.
0: <laughs> I loved, I like Tulsi Gabbard. I wish they would have given it to her. Mm. So she was, um, I think she was a senator out of Hawaii. Okay. She is. Hawaii is a, a
2: very smart place. I believe you. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been there, but like from what I've read about them. Yeah. Like they don't allow like billboards in their in their state apparently because it looks tacky oh, or yeah. something. <laughs>
0: like, <And> then, <laughs> here's the thing that would kind of suck too if I'm in Hawaii and I got all these beautiful <laughs> lush palm trees. And yeah. It's like, have you even heard an entry, <laughs> dude? So she's like, um, she's a jet pilot. Like she flies jets. Oh, so well. psh, badass. Um, two, she's really really beautiful. Mm. And like, um. But one thing I liked about her was her platform was focused on also dealing with, like, the rise of, like, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram in, like, our daily conversations and elections, right? Because essentially these companies can individually control like the flow of information, right? Definitely, yeah. So like the Facebook algorithm is designed to show you things that you agree with. Yep, yep. Right. So the problem the, the so in theory that's good because it'll give you more social engagement into the site, we'll get more ad revenue. But the problem is like if you're into toxic shit, it just keeps throwing toxic yep, shit back yeah. at you. And then people like I said, they don't have conversations anymore. Yeah. Right, face-to-face, because there's shit you'd say on Facebook or Instagram, you'd never say to anyone in real life. Yep. Right, And the arguments there are kind of weird because you're just trying to dunk on each other. Mm. So someone will say like they'll come up with a quip and 45 minutes later you'll come up with a quip after you and your three other friends who are writers come up with it. Mm. And you're not really changing minds, you're just holding insults. Mm. And because of that, I think it's really divided the country to the point that we can't even agree that black lives just matter. Yeah. Right? Not it's, more. Not
2: a, it's not a... Uh, uh, it matters more.
0: It's just hate matters. Yeah. Right. That's it. I never understood the 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 all lives matter thing. That always yeah. was kind of weird to me. But even now, I think COVID has kind of been a blessing in disguise because Definitely. there are there are no longer any distractions, and you have to deal with the issue at yeah. hand, right? And the the one thing that like, um, kind of kind of worries me is like, um, the violence that's now coming with a lot of these protests and things, right? Mm-hmm. Because on one end, I completely understand where it's coming from, right? Mm. Um, my dad always told me that you never want to have anyone afraid of you, mm. right? Because when people are afraid of you, you literally have no idea
1: yeah.
0: how they're going to respond. Exactly. And I think, especially, like, for black people, right, I don't— I. I hesitate to say there's ever going to be a time when we completely trust the police. Yeah. Right. But it's really hard. And if you have a group of people who are constantly being oppressed and are scared of you. Yeah. When they're angry and they're in a group. Right. Because there's this thing with groups where there's um, this uh, deferred sense of responsibility. Right. So there's mm-hmm. things you do in a group that you'd never do as an individual. When you have that, it's no surprise that you get the rights and shit. And now cities are, just, cities are like, hey, man, we got to fix this. We got to do something. God, these times are exciting. (laughs) Also, we have a Space Force. That's awesome. Mm. (laughs) So you got to SCAD and you decided you wanted to be a director.
1: (laughs) No, so I didn't even
2: decide that. Um, I just had to direct for classes and then...
0: And then more people were like, hey, we like your stuff. You want to work with me?
2: I guess. Um, I think it started, I don't even know who it was, but someone might have asked for me to do it. Like, they might have been in a producing class and was like, hey, can you direct this? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, That might have happened maybe two other times. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got, you know, labeled as a director, which Mm -hmm. is cool whatever and then the the cinematographer thing
0: mm-hmm. um I that's how def- i came to know you
2: yeah. yeah 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 that was the first time i met you yeah I, um actually well no i was directing it but our cinematographer bandasia was like at work or something so yeah. like, i had to do both at times but yeah exactly that's how you met me and mm-hmm. that's how you know a good amount of people met me but that, uh, that i had zero i had zero desire to ever be a director zero <laughs> desire to ever be Anything. I didn't know of all the positions I knew I knew there was a director I knew there was a okay. writer I knew there was a producer that's his that's the extent <laughs> at which I, like I want it to act. Also, <laughs> oh, uh, your
0: goal was still to act. Yeah,
2: and it, oh, and, it wow. and it technically still is like that's. Um, so why
0: don't you tell people, hey, I, I look, I I don't I'm not doing this anymore.
2: Well, it's not a matter of I I like it all. Okay. So so now it's a. So matter you just like to work. Of, yeah. Um, make dope stuff, and make money, and that's hopefully be respected. Fun. Yeah.
0: I love (laughs) is is it in that order make dope stuff make money and then eh, if you got time
2: (laughs) Uh, I guess it might depend on the day (laughs) (laughs) but like um, no the one opportunity that that actually had me be like an actual cinematographer was when I did Auntie which is a project with um, Bobby Huntley and Kobe Frey Mm -hmm. and I was one of the producers on that Mm -hmm. Um, and I was coming in you know to help produce the day upset our DP was not there or could not make it or whatever. Okay. And I was like, I mean, I just did this cinematography
0: class. So I just took it <laughs> Look, it's okay. I, I took help. a class. I, I got a B. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> literally. And she was like, no, no, you got it. You got it.
2: And I was <laughs> like, oh, gosh. No. Oh, man. So, like, I did that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then later on that day, she was like, yeah, like, you know, like it worked. Like, you know, keep, keep, you know, we'll do it because it was like a four day shoot. Mm-hmm. So I ended up being the cinematographer for that project. And that project, you know, did well enough online Mm -hmm. to where i was able to be like okay yeah i did that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: okay and then it just became oh people like as much uh, as oppressed as we Mm -hmm. are or were Mm -hmm. us, black folk Mm -hmm. uh, colored folk colored colored folk um it it's becoming i'm here at this at this weird gray area where um Everyone around me is trying to push black women forward.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: from that opportunity, I was able to meet more people. And they were like, oh, you're a black female cinematographer. Mm-hmm. We only know two other ones in exactly. Atlanta. So, you know, I'm a preferred people to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, word.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I can make money. <laughs> so you
0: talking, <laughs> oh, some, you talking about some, you talking about some wallop
2: this? Right, exactly. <laughs> so th- that's literally how that was. Uh-huh. Just me being like, oh, I can if someone won't hire me to direct, I can at least I can at least do something. Mm-hmm. Like I need to know how to do as many roles as possible because 'Cause I'm just trying to make money at the yeah. end of the day. I'm and just trying to work, son. I I'm just know, trying yeah. to get a job, show exactly. up at nine,
0: leave at five. <laughs>
2: right. Like. So that's honestly how that was.
0: So the one thing I like about you is you have a very like humble and chill personality, right? which I think is really cool, especially in an, e- in an industry where there are like a ton of egos, right? Mm. Sometimes really, really undeserved, right? Yeah. But you're very chill. You're very approachable. And one thing I like, especially in school, is you have people who are like willing to teach others, right? Yeah. Like you're one of those people who if I don't know something, I don't feel like, oh, man, I can't seem like an idiot and go ask. You're like, hey, I don't know this. Explain it. You're like, oh, dude, you're just top, tap boom. There yeah. it is, man. <laughs> yeah. Where does that come from?
2: Well, I mean, I know how difficult it was when, when I was starting out, aka yeah. thirteen in, months ago. <laughs> back in my younger
0: days, yeah, right. before I, oh. what was the woman you see today, <laughs> <laughs> and like, just no one.
2: Um, it was just difficult for people to like. I didn't have anyone to really go to. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's gonna take me thirty seconds to explain something, I don't want you. I don't want someone else to have to go through the struggle I went, even though it wasn't much of a struggle. But like, I don't want anyone to have to put extra effort towards yeah. a simple answer.
0: Yeah, especially because we're in school and like there's some shit you just might not know. Exactly. Because I know when I got here, I had no clue what a grip did. I had no clue yeah. what a graffer was. Didn't I know didn't, any of it, yeah. I knew like the generals of lights, right? But I was just like, I'm just happy to be here. Point me in the right direction. <laughs> and what's been fortunate is I've come, like the, the vast majority of the sets I've been on have been like super chill. Everyone's like super yeah. helpful and respectful. And those are the best sets, man. You leave... You leave feeling accomplished. You don't leave mad. Uh, that's, that's just a, especially now when you're young, you know, and if, if, if you got your hair, enjoy it, you know. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But you talk about, like, this new, so one thing I like about today, so like I was talking about people are more interested in, like, you and your story. I love, like, the fact that we're telling different people's stories, man. Cause like when I would watch like old movies, like there's this super there's this, uh John Wayne movie mm-hmm. where he plays Genghis Khan, <laughs> right? And it's this just giant white guy hops off a horse. Hey, pilgrim, let's go pillage. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, right? <laughs> but I love this kind of leaning towards like telling stories from like not just the black perspective, man, but like the Asian perspective and yeah. just like, this whole embrace of diversity in Hollywood, and especially like female directors, right? Mm. Um, do you know who Catherine Bigelow is?
2: I have heard the name. I can't pinpoint it. So
0: she directed The Hurt Locker. Okay. okay. This was my favorite Oscars to watch. Mm. Oh, if you ever get a chance, just watch it. Okay. So the year The Hurt Locker came out was the same year that Avatar came out, right? Ah. Catherine Biglow used to be married to James Cameron and then ah. they divorced. <laughs> James Cameron's movie made like $2 billion. Hers made like barely, barely made like $18 million, right? And they mm-hmm. had to scrap together the budget and it had a bunch of people nobody knew. Oh. Ah. So James Cameron shows up to the Oscars. He's got a suit. And he's just like, "Oh, that's where I'm gonna sit." So when I get up, I'm not too far to the stage, kind of deal, right? And then she um, she won Best Director and then Wonderful. won Best Picture. And James Cameron's face wow. when that happened, I was I don't know why. Wow, I love it. But like, I love this push for like um, more diversity in stories, man. Because like I grew up with a ton of strong women. I had like six aunts. Mm. My mother, who is Trinidadian and very heavy-handed <laughs> at times. But she's sneaky, right? So my mom's a very, like, soft-spoken woman because she's from New York, too. But, like, she does this thing where you get out of line and she smacks you. <laughs> but you don't know it was her and she's still sitting like this. You're like, was that? <laughs> What's that, God? Yeah. <laughs> right? And I, I love this, like, inclusion. And, like, one of the things that, like, I'm really loving is, like, um, this ousting. Of like weirdos in the industry right like the me too movement i'm i'm kind of conflicted about it but like for the most part i do love that there's like this huge changing of the culture right because it used to be that if you wanted to get into hollywood like you had to do like some weirdo shit and it wasn't just for chicks like definitely yeah it was like for kids too which is Mm -hmm. also weird because no one's talking about that yeah right but i think it's a more open and engaging time yeah yeah
2: I can
1: agree
2: with that. I can definitely agree with that.
0: So, what remains of Emily? (laughs) Yeah. The school's pilot.
2: What remains of Emily?
0: That thing looks fantastic. Yeah. How did you feel while you were doing that?
2: I was unbelievably nervous. That was really. Was
0: that that the first time you were nervous going into something? No,
2: I'm always nervous. Really? (laughs) Always? Because
0: you don't show it. You got a tremendous poker face.
2: Look, I am. Uh, nervous uh, from the moment I am told I need to do something to the time it's done, edited, and released. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm always consistently like imposter syndrome. is, mm-hmm. is certainly there.
0: Imposter syndrome. I've yeah. never heard that one before.
2: Yeah, just um, uh, you know, just not feeling like you,
0: you This is really you. Yeah. And that someday they're gonna be like, oh, I knew it. You weren't this thing.
2: Exactly, yeah. You're not really a director. <laughs>
0: I knew yeah. it. Charles, she's not a director. Exactly, yeah.
2: Like, whatever that really <laughs> Escort
0: means. her from the premises. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. But, like, that was that was the biggest set I was ever on. Mm-hmm. I think most of the sets that I were on were, like, super 10 people. Exactly, yeah. Super small. No, I don't even know what to do. Even now, I'm still like, what do I do with all these people? <laughs> like, I can kind of think of it now, like, with the pilot. But I'm like, there's so many people. What am I, like, I have more than four people. I'm like, I, I don't know. Can you bring that to me? But I could have grabbed it,
0: (laughs) you know? That was so weird. I was like, I know you, and I don't know how you're gonna handle all these people. It was weird because, like, I feel like deep down you just wanted to talk to everyone.
2: Me, yeah, definitely. Because I'm like, I like, how weird is that? Like, I should know who these people are.
0: Yeah.
2: And like, they would tell people not to talk to me because like they didn't know if I would want like if I was too busy or something. Yeah. And I was like, don't don't tell people that. Like, <laughs> I already feel uncomfortable. I need to t- I need to at least you know let them know I'm not gonna like bite them or something. <laughs> Like I'm nervous that you're here. Why? Always. You know Why? what I mean. It's like,
0: um, is it because I'm big, bald, and black? Is that what no, no, is? no, no, no,
2: no. Not you specifically, but just like like anyone in general. Like when I'm when I'm on set, I'm just like, oh, dang.
0: What are you What are you nervous about?
2: Uh, um, messing up. Not you know, not performing to the standard at which you know.
0: Having a bad day. Definitely. But that happens.
2: It does happen it does happen
0: you just gotta you gotta you gotta push on man yeah that's what i'm that's
2: trying so, to do that's so
1: weird <laughs> yep
0: yep <laughs> so like being on sets during this COVID time we need to come up with a better name i keep calling it the COVID time i don't know uh, what I'll, I'll tell my kids i'll probably tell the COVID them time. during the covet times it was cold <laughs> what is it like being on sets now right because like so there there are things going on right uh-huh. but like they're kind of sparse and far between and i don't know about you but sometimes like when i go out now and i do things i always feel like super duper like Ugh, should i be doing this right right right. do you feel like that on set like oh should we be doing this um i'll be safe sometimes
2: okay? uh in the beginning i probably but now it's where like I, I would say the weirdest part, one, is having to go check in. It's on, like, you know, bigger sets. Mm-hmm. So you have to physically go check in.
0: Yeah, and let me take someone. your temperature. We'll, yeah. yeah. Um, have you been tested?
2: Right. Did, are you sick today? How many,
0: oh, that's the worst. Are you yeah. sick today? Yeah. Well. Right.
2: <sighs> no, 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 I'm not. It was just, there's something in my throat, I swear.
0: <laughs> I wasn't yeah. sick today, but yesterday, my God, you should have seen me. Let me do the temperature thing. Let's do right. <laughs> like it.
2: Like, that, that's the weirdest part. And then when everyone's in a mask, you don't really know what people look like and you can't understand them all the time that's
0: the weird part bro that's like, the weird it's i never so thought weird. that was gonna be
2: weird until you only see people's eyes and then so you make an you make an assumption of what you, they probably look like based mm-hmm. off their voice and mm-hmm. their eyes <laughs> and then you see them and you're like oh word
0: <laughs> wait, wait a minute what does that mean Judging people. Well no, but Everybody it's pop like the mask off. <laughs> Ooh, I thought you'd be hotter.
2: <laughs> it's like go you're, ahead and put that on, she's Like you're you're based it so much off of just like a voice. So you're gonna picture it based off of someone else yeah, that is. you know that has that similar <laughs> voice or mannerisms, and you're like, Oh, this is a whole nother person.
0: <laughs> oh, that is that is <laughs> <laughs> that's super true. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> That's super yeah.
2: true.
0: Nah, but when we like when we first shut down, that was weird as fuck.
2: That was very weird. We should have. I'm just like, man, New Zealand.
0: They got it covered.
2: They're done, and we're here. Like, 100%, closing down was university. Hundred percent done. Hundred percent been done for over a hundred days. Here's
0: the thing: even if New Zealand got a fucking case tomorrow, they'd be like, "Oh, our first case in four months."
2: Right. We will treat it right now.
0: Right. They're, they're basically at the point like send somebody. We got it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's been the most frustrating part of the whole thing is, like, it's not that America isn't taking it seriously. Well, actually, that's exactly what it yeah, is, yeah. right? So um, my brother, how do you say that? My brother's wife. I don't know what the technical term is. Sister-in-law. There, there we go. go. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was searching for that. She invited us to come out to California to surprise him for his 30th, right? Okay. And I was like, oh, my God, should I go? Should I stay? What the fuck? What if there's COVID on the plane? Yeah. What if he's sitting next to me? And then I was like, I followed my advice. If there's a girl at the party with ecstasy. Fuck it. You got to take some. So, like, we went. We got on the plane. We went there. And it was it was super, it's super surreal, like, traveling during these times, right? I'm sure, yeah. So, like, you'll have the people on the plane who, like, the mask is a chin guard. They're just like, whatever. If I get it, I get it. Who gives a fuck? Then you have like hazmat Sally who's got the whole suit on, Ooh. sprays everything down. You know what I'm saying? And then you get out to California and it's super interesting because out there they're just like, eh. <laughs> Right? So on the news, like they're always like, California's on fire, both figuratively and literally, right? Mm. And then you get out there and like, yeah, I wear the mask and we go to the beach and then we smoke a little marijuana and it's just, like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. A, it's, it's a day, right? And then you look around and the sky isn't falling right. And it's weird because you know. That there's this invisible thing that's ruining a lot of lives and it's, you know, killing a lot of people. But it's kind of weird because you don't directly see it.
2: Right, right.
0: I feel like if you talk to a nurse, they'd, like, probably strangle you or some shit. Definitely. It's it's so crazy.
2: It's so bizarre because, like, on one hand, there's – it's a very real thing. People are, are like – Extremely real. People are dying. People are, you know, being, like, deathly ill. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, I've had people tell me that – they have registered to take the test mm-hmm. but couldn't make it for whatever reason mm-hmm. and then weeks later they got a letter in the mail saying you've tested positive but they did not go and take it so that's, that's, been,
0: <laughs> that's been the weirdest thing about this whole thing right so the there, uh, in my mind there are two major reasons why we're at the state we are one Donald Trump is the president mm. and two um, testing so with Trump what's, what's funny about him because he's actually a hilarious guy He is. Right. He's very like. So I had to edit this video for a guy who was making an anti Trump video. So I'm just watching like hours and hours and hours (laughs) of Trump stuff. And I'm I'm laughing. He's he's fucking funny. The problem is, he's funny on a campaign, but he's now the president, right?
1: Right. So he'll
0: come out and he'll. Oh what's Oof. going on I, I, First off No one knows more about COVID than me I had it in the office the other day And I beat him up It's okay yeah. It'll be gone So he'll come out You got the president saying It'll be gone Then two weeks later Yeah we gotta shut Like everything down Yeah Except for Chipotle That can stale But everything else you know, Has to be shut down And then like The testing is so erratic Right mm. So um, Our roommate had to get tested Right So she went and got tested And it took them three weeks To get her results mm. That's a month man Yeah Right <laughs> and then um so i had to get tested and it took me about a week and i came back positive but i was asymptomatic mm. which was super weird because i'm like so do i damn it i stopped at a sonic do i call yeah. them do i let them know right it's 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 insane mm. and it's super it's crazy because right um i was wanting to go back home but my mom's having like some health complications so like mm. if i brought her covid it's a it's, it's donezo a, yeah
1: exactly
0: um i think i beat it because i eat waffle house
2: your immune system's ready oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: that's my thing like i i i, I everyone's like oh hydrochloroquine nah, start eating dirt <laughs> start eating dirt from yeah. time to time eat some dirt and then go to waffle house like once the waffle and the bacon mix with the covid it's like Ugh. and
2: then the cockroach that probably stuffed on your plate oh 100 <laughs> you're probably 100 and the guy point. who hasn't
0: washed his hand who touches yeah. the bacons the eggs and the orange juice it's straight. like we
2: well, waffle house we all just turn a blind eye i've literally sat there by myself one day and the cockroach was walking on the chair in front of me and i was like is what it is (laughs) but at home i'm like absolutely not absolutely not i can't do this throw it away
0: here's here's the thing you know what waffle house is right yeah yeah, yeah. so my cousins back home they fucking hate it they're like i hate waffle house disgusting like that's that's the point right yeah you don't go to waffle house when you want a five-star meal you go to waffle house you want a
2: three-star
0: meal no let's not (laughs) that's what they call it isn't it uh, no, they're, they, they're all star. They yeah, all-star. you have all star. Here's the mind. thing all stars could be one or two. Yeah, <laughs> you, you yep. just say all right. You go there because it's four in the morning and they're the only place open, right? Yep, yep. And you're taking your chances, right? And sometimes it's dinner in a movie because, like, there could be some dudes <laughs> fighting. Yes, there could be some people fighting. And
2: they, they might, might be the employees. <laughs> oh my
0: god, have you ever been there when the employees fight? It's
2: <laughs> it's great,
0: it's awesome quality entertainment. Oh my god, yes. And it usually here's the thing it usually starts um, with a bitch. And then someone starts clapping. When the clap starts, that's basically the ding, ding, ding. Because uh. at that point, voices get elevated. And the only way we can solve this is with fisticuffs. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get that at a Denny's, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How are you handling all this COVID shit? I feel like we're talking about COVID a lot. How are you handling this?
2: That's all there is to talk about. No, we feel <laughs> stuff to talk about. Um, I'm I'm dealing with it. Um
0: Are you living by yourself or are you back at home?
2: No, yeah, I'm living by myself. In the beginning I was at my grandparents, which didn't seem logical to me, <laughs> but that's what was happening. Oh, oh uh, have
0: you, how long have you have your grandparents been eating Waffle House?
2: They have not been eating Waffle
0: House. You gotta get away from your grandparents. I know, right? You can't do it.
2: <laughs> they actually live like ten minutes from here. Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up <laughs> down here. <Yeah. laughs> Hilarious, crazy. I got off the exit like, oh,
0: Yes, okay. this is yeah. where we live.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been symptomatic if yeah. I've had it, so I don't know.
0: See, ever since I got it, I've like, okay, I've been eating Waffle House. I'm straight. So if I get it again, right? So like at least once a week, I eat Waffle House. So once again, it'll mix with the waffle. And see, I don't go to clean ones either, right? Mm. Right, I check your reviews. If I got a one star, all right, I got to stop it this week. <laughs> <All> right, because <laughs> it's, it's it's especially with like school coming up, right? Because it puts like a lot of things in flux. There's a lot of like thesis films that want to be done, yep. and then there's like certain classes that you can't, you know, teach. Well, not teach. You can teach them, but you won't get the full effect, right? Yeah. Like you can't teach cinematography online because all you're gonna yeah. do is talk about a bunch of theory things. You can teach writing because you know as long as you can spell,
1: yep.
0: you know, that's your thing. And if it kind of feels like i've lost a year but on another hand it's like i've kind of been treating this time as like another opportunity to like really evaluate what's going on right mm. i think there are times in like life that like you have to evaluate and especially because i'm like i'm getting i'm 30 and i ain't got no hair i'm getting close to 30 and i ain't got no hair so it's really important to like evaluate like is this what i really want to do why do i want to do it am i doing it because i want to mm. or because i'm trying to impress somebody um, damn it, why is it so hot in here? Why am why I is, why is still look? That was the hardest part of COVID, honestly. Mm. Was like, I feel like being alone would be weird.
1: Mm.
0: But ring around your significant other uh, 24-7. Yeah,
2: I'm sure that's a lot.
0: A lot of divorce is going to be happening soon. Oh, yes. A lot of divorces. It That's been the weirdest part. <laughs> it has, it, but it has been. Right, right, right. It's creepy. Now she wants children. I can't do this. Uh oh. <laughs> Big uh oh. She saw my nephews and she was like, Oh my god, we need an army. <laughs> my nephews are they're fucking lunatics. Oh boy. So the young the oldest one, mm-hmm. he'll like he's like three. His name's kal El, he's named after Superman. He will run up and he'll be like, Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm. His younger brother Jaden is two mm-hmm. and he is defiantly independent. Mm. Jaden will go, all right, y'all over here doing that. I'm going to go get my keys to my scooter, hop out the front door, and I'm going to just go down <laughs> the street real quick. <laughs> I, uh, I can't do it. I won't do it. I won't be dangerous anymore. I got to stay dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: How's your scout experience?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't... Because, like... The first, I, it took me two times to get into SCAD. Mm. Right? So the first time I got in, they sent me a nice letter with some spit on it that said, hey, go fuck yourself. And I was like, ooh, wrong guy to send that to.
2: And I'm surprised that happened.
0: Why are you surprised?
2: Because everyone else that I've spoken to... Um, I, I just didn't realize there was... Um, I thought there was a, a, a big... Uh, acceptance rate i didn't realize they were they were i don't know i think yeah yeah.
0: so i i know exactly what it was my Mm -hmm. gpa wasn't high enough i see okay so in undergrad like i said i was um i wasn't used to being in school and i had a tremendous amount of independence
1: yeah
0: and i i made a lot of stupid decisions Mm. like an obscene amount didn't meet to anybody, which is the good news. But I mean, I, I don't know. It was a weird time. Of I had to figure out like who I was. And I it was it was it was strange. And I wasn't going to classes. I was mm. then I started smoking pot. <laughs> pot. <laughs> so <laughs> what? <laughs> I started smoking the pot. Um, yeah, I started smoking. I started smoking weed when I was like 21 years old. Um, and that was weird. But like, so after I graduated, I kind of made up my mind that I wanted to go to film school, but I definitely wanted to take that year off. Mm. Um, I thought that was important because I hadn't really been around my family and I knew that if I moved, um, you know, there's not a, there's not a, there's a chance that you could come back and some people are missing, right? Um, So I wanted to take time and, and be around them and just like do a bunch of stuff. So I, one of my favorite things to do was to get high and go to hot yoga. (laughs) what
2: that sounds fun have you
0: ever ever done it
2: i've not done hot yoga have you ever
0: done yoga in general
2: in uh middle school i think middle or high school like p.e
0: so my first hot yoga class i um my boy gets me to go Mm -hmm. right um he's like hey yo like before you go like wash your feet because like
1: right No, but like,
0: wrong, yeah. But like, yeah, so like, I was like, oh, that's a good point. Like, so I went there, and it was like this lady, she was maybe like 4'9, like maybe 90 pounds. Mm. And she was like, "Um, you got to sign a waiver before you can go in. And at this point, like, I was basically going to the gym like three times, no, four times a week. Mm. And I felt pretty strong. And I was like, what? Somebody ever died doing this? And she goes, okay, just sign the waiver. So I signed the (laughs) waiver. She gives me a towel. And this is when I had just gone bald. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right,
0: so when you when you first go bald, whenever there's just like a little bit of heat, yeah, like if the faucet's open and you're just drunk. So, ah, the
2: so was that a bald thing? I'm asking because my father is the same way, and I feel like a lot of black men.
0: That is exactly what that is. I think that makes a lot. That's of sense. That's exactly what that just is. Just
2: dripping, just like.
0: That's why, like, <laughs> ball dudes in Atlanta—they're not carrying that towel for style. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, a. Yeah, that is yeah. a. That is a practical that makes thing. A, I
2: mean, there's nothing to stop it. It's literally. Just, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So okay. The,
0: the room was like 105 or 110. It was super oh. hot. So the idea of hot yoga is you do these really, really difficult stretches in an extremely hot room. Uh-huh. I didn't understand that. I thought it was like weightlifting. The weight goes up, the weight goes down. Uh, then she was like, okay, we're going to open up at lotus pose and we're going to bust. Yoga is hard. Bro, so <laughs> that yoga t- gave me an extreme appreciation of yeah. like the levels of strength, right? Mm-hmm. So you go in this class and there are incredibly beautiful women in there, right? <laughs> so the bro and you is like, sup? Oh, me? Yeah, I just got done lifting a fucking car. Uh, so I just do this, you know, because, you, you know... Just, Whatever, what you saw, right? And they couldn't give a fuck about you, right? I wouldn't they, like, either. they could not, right? That's
1: not a good And goodness. then, like, you see,
0: like, <laughs> it's not it's not a good look, right? <laughs> so, like, I wanted to pop the shirt, but it's like, nah, you gotta save the goods for later. 20 minutes into this class, I'm dying. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm literally on the ground, and the teacher's like, oh, yes, we're all with you. No, you're not. But yoga is, like, this interesting thing, because, like, if you let it, it'll become a cult, and then you'll end up, like, at some compound. <laughs> But, like, it's about using your whole body to do, like, the the poses. And mm. it engages every single muscle. And it shows you um, exactly what's weak. Right? Mm. So your core could be weak. My thing was I had bitch-ass toes and bitch-ass feet. Like, my feet were weak.
2: Interesting. How do you determine that your feet are weak?
0: So, first off, I got flat feet. Right? Yeah. Nothing I can do about that. Yeah. So, like... um there's a lot of like balance so you'll balance with like one foot or like you know you'll be balancing on one foot and then like I noticed like my left side was stronger than my left than my right side and I'm looking at my feet one day and I'm like damn this one's muscular as shit this one isn't and I'm like (laughs) how did I not know this (laughs) and I go and I tell my yoga instructor I'm like how did this happen she goes my son when you go to the gym do you do big lifts and then no independent work and I go of course I'm trying to impress the ladies and he goes that's your problem and I realized like Two, like, um, I was doing a lot of things to uh, feed my ego. Mm. So it was a very um, ego-defeating class. And then at the end of it, um, we would have what they called Shavasana. I don't know if that's an actual Indian word, but the white lady leading the class said it. So I'm going to go with what she said. And it means, like, the death of a practice. So, like, for Mm. five or ten minutes, you would have, like, a time to meditate. And I really thought meditation was hippy-dippy bullshit. Until like I did it mm. And I was like oh this is really relaxing and Then I was able to figure some things out And decide what I wanted to do with my life And then um, Someone told me I should do A flotation tank Or a sensory deprivation tank mm. So it's this It'll be in a room About this size right
1: mm-hmm.
0: And it's basically like It looks like a space capsule And it's about 6 to 12 inches Of low water with, like, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons, and tons of uh, Epsom salt. Mm. So basically, it creates, like, buoyancy, like, um, what is it, the Dead Sea, where, like, yeah, everyone's yeah. buoyant and they float. And then you shut the lid on it, and it's complete darkness. The water is also heated up to your body temperature, so it's between, like, 96 and 98 degrees. Mm. So what happens is, I don't recommend doing this high. Please don't do this high. You will find <laughs> it's not going to work for you. So what happens is... Um, because the water temperature matches your skin mm-hmm. and there's no, like, light or sound coming in, your brain eventually stops accounting for your legs and your feet and your eyes and in a way becomes disconnected from it to eventually you're just a mind floating through time and space. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it took me 20 minutes to get uh, to get, like, you know, situated in there.
2: So you just sit there? Yeah. Is it a seat or is it like a it's hot tub? It's not a seat. Like of? you
0: literally, it's a, it's for your body. You your oh, whole body. Oh, like, is... like
2: one of those um, how they have it like the mall sometimes, like the massagers, the water massagers in the mall. I don't know if you've seen
0: that. Kind of like that. Okay, like, like you're, you're in a pod. Yes, you're literally in a pod, laying. in, It's super. It creeped me out because the guy who like let it like well, two things creeped me out. One, when I went to open the door to go into the room, it locked from the the outside it locked from the outside yeah terrifying and i was like because like <laughs> they were the like guy. He, the guy was like look when you do this you want to be completely naked and be embraced by he was Ooh. Like, Ooh. he was he was full hippie right so he's like you <sighs> want to be embraced by the universe and i was like fuck that i brought so much yeah. <laughs> especially after that i don't trust you bro right so like the first 10 minutes was like getting situated and then wondering if like creepy mccreepster was going to come in <laughs> um but once i let that go i was able to like drift like i said like drift through time and space and like i think everyone has their own unique vision um that was fun i think everyone should do it
2: where where is that at
0: i did mine in kansas but this is atlanta you can probably find it anywhere what's it called um it's a, called a sensory deprivation tank or a float tank okay and the place you if you find one it's probably gonna be like a 200 percent hippie in there like it. oh my god my name is Moonchild. this is my <laughs> earth partner ryan <laughs> earth partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm definitely big on like expansion of the mind and stuff but i i don't i'm not a hippie right yeah. I, I can't go full hippie like i'm not like oh my god i eat kale now i'm in tune with the entire universe like no nope, that's a leaf bro <laughs> Oh man, so what do you got planned for the future? What's what's next for you? Um, you got any projects coming out? Got any things coming up? Yeah, there's school? a
2: few things. No, never excited for school. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> excited to be done finally. Um, but I need to do my thesis mm-hmm. or determine if I'm actually going to do it. Um, mm.
0: Yeah. You, so w- what was that? Would you ever leave without just doing it? Would you just go fuck it and be out?
2: I'm debating that because I'm like, if, if I can't find my location, I'm not going to, I'm already, um, it's going to eventually get to the point where this COVID situation has delayed my graduation by a year for one class. Yeah, you know, that's real. So it's like, that's real. What am I doing? <laughs> you know?
0: No, that's super real. Like I, I've, I've, a lot of people I talked to are in that dilemma of like, do I, do I stay? Do I go? Cause like there's like this security with being in school that like oh yeah, yeah it's cool you kind
2: of just do whatever right yeah
0: because also in the real world like unless you like know someone or like are really in a hustle and then also put your body out there like being on, <laughs> right, right. Being on set's kind of a hazard now it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a fucked up situation definitely so after you graduate or if you graduate or when you decide <laughs> when you're done
2: yeah
0: basically do you want to stay in the atlanta area or are you looking to jump out somewhere
2: I'm not sure yet. I've always been one. Well, uh, Atlanta will always be my home, um, but I've I love to travel, so like mm. I like to just be anywhere but where I'm currently at. <laughs> um, so, but I'm also I, I like I don't personally have like money currently, so like oh, nobody does, so. right? So like you know, as much as I'd love to go live out in LA, I don't want to have to grind as hard. Ho- like I'm already grinding in a sense now, but mm-hmm. imagine. Out in LA where like <sighs> gas is four dollars.
0: No, gas is not four dollars. <laughs> gas is three twenty
2: nine. Now.
0: Yes. But no, in, in in the normal times it is damn near five. Yeah. Man, so I went out there and like my brother and then my friends, um they've convinced me and like I wanna move out there, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't want to <laughs> at the same time. Exactly, yeah. Like um, so my friend, he he works um, for Razer, like the computer company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's been happy. man, ever since he's moved out there and he's got that job, he's just like, bro. He explained the way he explained it to me is like this: He's like, living in LA is like a big ass like business trip. Mm. You're not really gonna like where you live. The food's gonna kind of suck. Yeah, the beach is there, but like once you get into like working, working, you're never gonna go. Mm. And you basically just live here until like you succeed, and then you take that success somewhere else. Oh no, right? So, like, what we're paying for this house right now mm-hmm. in rent would be our half on a two-bedroom in a hopefully not sketchy part of West Hollywood, right? Yep, yep. Um, But that, that pot thing is kind of... that's. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm not like, like, I'm not a super big stoner anymore. Like, in reality, I, I don't like to be high. Mm-hmm. And because simply put, like, I'm too old and I have too much to risk yep. to, like, do it. But, like, I love how California handles it, right? Yep. They're just like, hey, we're going to treat this like alcohol um but apparently we went to like a sketchy dispensary Mm. so like they have ones that are like normal where you pay taxes and uh you know you have a nice storefront then they have ones where people are like oh marijuana is my religion so i don't have to pay taxes (laughs) 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 um outside of that like the cost of living and then i'm i'm uh i'm a huge proponent of second amendment rights so like uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm like i'm not like a huge like hey everyone needs like a tank and an arsenal kind of guy uh-huh. but a lot of the gun laws in california are kind of stupid and mountain lions i don't fucking mountain lions and wildfires mountain lions and wildfires it's only a matter of time before you have water pr- i mean uh, fireproof mountain lions and then what are you gonna <laughs> do
1: <laughs> it's true yeah
0: and the ocean's a monster I don't know. I, I don't think I could do it. I could see you doing it. I could see you showing up. Because, like, you kind of have that California vibe. You're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you guys want to work today? Hey, right, you yeah. seem pretty cool. Come on over here.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's, like, my, like, energy.
0: You ever met Steven? Steven who? Steven Spielberg, man. He's right in the back. Oh,
2: i like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready for that. I, I'm, I've am i been wanting to go um, for a purpose. Like, have you ever visited? I, I used to live. We actually used to live in California when I was a toddler. So, I left there when I was four, so I don't remember any of it.
0: Jesus Christ, you have lived everywhere.
2: No, I've lived three places.
0: You've, you, <laughs> you, look, you've done more traveling and living in your life than a lot of people have. More than likely,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, um, man. So, you haven't visited, like, since you've been an adult?
2: No, I haven't been out west since, like, we went to Colorado, mm-hmm. like, in 2015. But other than that, that's, Texas is the furthest I've recently been. Yeah.
0: This is the time to go.
2: I know, yeah. So I'm like, there, it. Uh, it What's crazy is, um, I've been I've been wanting to go for a reason, whether it's like a role or like mm-hmm. a, a gig or something. And um, there was a project, the the auntie project that I did. Uh-huh. Um, uh It was uh, there was some sort of way where they were trying to get it to screen at the Chinese theater, some sort of way. Okay. Um, and the and this is literally. Might have been like a solid year ago, almost. Mm-hmm. maybe like November or um, January, or something like that, like a, or like a while ago. When I was like, okay, we were all like, all right, all right, we're about, to, <laughs> all right, all right, like it, at any point, like we're about to go, and yeah. it, for whatever reason, it, it didn't, it didn't, whatever festival, whatever was happening, it didn't fall through. Now it's in a film festival, okay, that is in LA,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it is virtual. Oh, and oh, and I'm just like. Sheep.
0: Do you do you know anyone out there? Do you have any contacts? No, I have
2: there? a lot. No, I know a good amount of people out there.
0: Just go, um, just go visit. I
2: know, what I'm like,
0: just pull up.
2: I know, right?
0: Here's the thing: pull up, take a look around, explore, and then decide if that's really what you want to do.
2: Yeah, Bro. it's always been like a dream of like me and my friend. Um, we we used to act together. Mm-hmm. We're always like, yeah, when we're done with school, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go out there.
0: Cause that's the move, right? Yeah. The thing about it is like, so what's cool, what's interesting about the, like, so Atlanta has a good film infrastructure. Yeah. Right. The only, so the only reason you go to LA is because that's still where the decisions are made. Ex- the without a doubt. Cut, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing you have to go through, at least for now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think COVID might be changing that. Right. Especially with like Tyler Perry studio and like well, how he's doing things.
2: They're still flying people out, believe it or not.
0: Yeah. They are. Yeah, they're
2: still flying people out. Um. Uh, oh. Yeah, they they, it, it that situation's even more real for actors, mm-hmm. um, acting in Georgia because they they do book all of their lead talent out in L.A. or New York and then fly them out yep. and then we get like the day rolls. Yeah, you know which might just you know which is good to have that if you if you can manage to get that. But your yeah. your reel or whatever is never going to be strong enough. Uh, strong uh, as strong as the people out in L.A. because there's just yeah different opportunities.
0: You got to pull up.
2: I know, but I'm like, the worst thing is like going out there Mm -hmm. and then having to come back home because you couldn't make it work
0: or you ran out of money. I'm saying like, bro, just go pull up and visit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do want to do that as well. Yeah. Because then you come back with a tremendous amount of like, at least perspective, right? Yeah. No, definitely. Um, Bro, so here's what you got to do. I'm going to give you your itinerary. Okay. What you got to do. You like fast cars?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: Go on a Turo. Uh-huh. right find something fast and cheap all right you probably have to pay 65 dollars a day whatever uh-huh. <laughs> right pull up at your person's house tell them hey what it is uh-huh. hop on the whip and then hop on the one on1 and take the one to Malibu mm. right and make that drive through the mountains Wow it's I get it I get why people live out there it's yeah. fucking gorgeous right yeah. then you like pull up on a beach and you sit down And then, like, we saw a pod of dolphins. Wow. And I got really mad at the dolphins. (laughs) Right? I'm not... I wish I could be, like, an animal rights person, but I just can't because there's no reciprocity in that relationship, right? Like, Mm. everyone's like, man, dolphins are mad smart, but yet they ain't trying to help us with this COVID shit. Selfish bastards. (laughs) 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 No, like, do it pull-up i know
2: (laughs) Uh, it's it's the craziest thing like i'll I'll, me and my family will literally go anywhere else Mm -hmm. in the world but yet i have yet is that who you primarily
0: travel with is your family
2: yes because they are
1: paying
0: that also yeah okay that's how that happens yeah that'll make sense Yep. that'll make sense
2: like my mom will decide to go somewhere and I'm like, oh well, I want to go <laughs> and you know if I'm not in school, then maybe it'll happen. but that's yeah. a strong
0: way to live. Yeah, you're a dope person. Thank you please you. please please keep being a dope person. <laughs> Thank
2: you. <laughs> I'll try my best
0: man. so this podcast has like an open door policy. okay So whenever you have to talk about something, if you ever want to come back again, if I didn't make you too nervous by being big bald and black. <laughs> You can come back. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, really great. I hope you take me up on that, <laughs> or not. It doesn't matter. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> 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 Got to keep that ego in check.
1: Boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, how do people reach you, or do you want people reaching you?
2: I'm off grid now. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, Maya Brie B-R-E. and then everywhere else is just Maya Brianna Morton.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom you want to leave the people with?
2: Um, think smarter, not harder. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Smarter, not harder. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate you coming by. Of course. oh man i wish i could attain like the level of chill she has like the whole time we're here she's just yeah okay that's cool she's super calm that's how she is on set i love working on set with her she's a nice person someone give her a job and pay her lots of money (laughs) oh man we appreciate you guys while listening to the pod pod ah, listening to the podcast jesus christ i can't speak um you know what to do like share subscribe give it to your friends you know, treat this podcast like, well, treat this podcast like America that treats COVID and fucking give it to everybody, even if they didn't ask for it, ah, it's a bad joke, not a good joke, but you know where to find me, I'm on Instagram, at joel the Wise, I'm on Facebook, at Brandon J. Pridget, and, uh, pff, that's pretty much it, man, that's all I got for you, so, spread love, peace, and positivity wherever you go, and, uh, call your mom and tell you love her, peace, yeah. from our sponsors let me ask you something are you someone who's looking into making a podcast you have no idea where to start start with anchor let me explain anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast first off it's free they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer anchor will even distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify Apple and many many other platforms You can also make money with your podcast without having any minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.